Today's daf is daf kuf days. We're starting at the Mishnah, the beginning of the new parak, the twelfth parak, as we say, Mishbarach, at the towards the bottom of kuf aleph amid bay. Zog the heilig Mishnah. Hanose es haisha, person marries a woman who paska imoy kedeshi yozoin es bita chameshonim. So the case was like this. The case was a woman had a uh, had, had a previous uh, marriage. And she had a daughter from the previous marriage. So she is agreeing to marry the new husband on condition that he takes financial responsibility for sustaining the stepdaughter. Right? The, the daughter that he's not his daughter, but he again, he does some kind of prenup agreement. They agree. Five years. He's going to feed her five years. She also has been a bito chameshonim. Chayav lizona chameshonim. So there's a, that's an obligation. It's binding. We'll see in the Gemara what the novelty of that is. Now, what happens if within the five years he gets, he divorces this woman and she marries someone else? Is he still on the hook for the five years of the Mizonos? That's the question over here, right? So, uh, she married someone else. Now, this woman, it seems to be, there's an M.O. over here. She also made the second guy uh, take on, which is really the third guy already, right? She made the second, the next guy take on, uh, also, that you're going to support my stepdaughter, my, my, my daughter, which is your stepdaughter as well. So now, so there's a more like this. So let's go. The first husband that agreed to that condition, he's already he's still chayev. He cannot say, if you come live here by me, then I would have taken care of her. But you're not by me anymore. Why should I take care of her? So that's point number one. He still has a five year. The second thing is, there can't be collusion over here. The two husbands can't get together. So listen, you climb a chayev five. I was a chayev five. Let's each just do two and a half. Well, let's just do, can't do either. Five years commitment from the first guy, five years commitment from the second guy. One's going to pay out in food, the other one's going to have to put the money in the bank. That's what's going to end up happening over here. So then, Chayv Lazona Chameshonim. And Lo Yoyma Harishon. Harishon was really the second one. Kakeshetava Etzli. When she comes to me as Zona, Rashi learns about Etzli talking about the mother. Some learns about the daughter. But where the mother would be by me, I would take responsibility. But he has to take the food, he has to go feed her wherever the mother is, and assuming that where the daughter is. I saw that one of the Rishonim actually says an uh, interesting thing. What do you mean? Go take her with the daughter, it's not where the mother is. You see, that until a woman get, a kid gets married, she should be with her mother. That's what he says. That's, you see that that's that's uh, important. Anyway, the point is that um, that 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 he has to take the food to wherever the kid is. And the two of them cannot come together. Say, Look, what's going on over here? We we bought five years, so why should you? Why should be double dipping? No, no, I can't say. Let's just do it together. One's going to have to give her actual food. The other one's going to have to put the money in the bank. Now, what happens if Nisais? Let's say this girl. This girl now, she'd say she was, she, she's now old enough to get married. And on year three, she gets married. She got two husbands that committed to feed her. Now she gets married. And so when she gets married, now her own husband has a chi of mezonos. So what happens in that case? So the husband gives her the mezonos, the, her own husband gives her mezonos, and the other two put the money in the bank. They can't tell, oh, now you got mezonos, right? You, they can't do that. So when it says, Nisseis, Habal nos in la mezonos, vehei nos in la mezonos. Now, mesu, this is a very big chiddish. What happens if the husbands, 
the, 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 the husbands die. The first two husbands that made this financial commitment to the stepdaughter, they die. Well, since it was actually was a binding commitment, so Mamela, the estate, is responsible for paying. But the one comes out here and says a tremendous chiddush. Because their own actual uh, uh, blood daughters, their, their own daughters, they also the, the state is mechuyev to pay. But the difference is like this, is that mezonos, whether it be for a wife or whether it be a daughter, that comes mitzad the tznai ksuva, this condition of the ksuva, they only allow to collect from the chosim nechorin. From properties that were sold after the marriage, a daughter or a wife cannot come collect for mezonos, only from nechorin. But these daughters, the stepdaughters, it wasn't mitzad the It was done as a valid, like it was a, an actual a document. It was a, and Memele, they got, they got a real loan. So therefore they, if, if they can collect not only from the chosim, Nechorin, they can actually go collect from a Shabbatim as well. So it comes out the koch of the stepdaughter is even greater for Mazonos than the koch of the daughter. Everyone understand that? <coughs> okay. So one says like this. So Mesu, if the husbands die, Benoseyan, their own actual daughters, their own daughters, if they're sons, right? If they're daughters, the daughters inherit. But if they're not, the daughters are not inheriting because they were sons. The daughters are just getting Mazonas from this state. They're only limited to taking from what? From the Zonas Menachazim and only from unencumbered properties. Vehi, but this stepdaughter is the Zonas Menachazim and Shabbat. If she can even collect, if there's no unencumbered properties, she can go to the Lakuchos and take it away from the Lekuchos. Why? Because she has a din like a regular Balas Chov, like any, uh, any creditor who can also take from the Chatzim Meshubodim. Now, Hapikchin, those people that are smart, right? You have to get a good lawyer here. But Hapikchin, if you want to write a good, uh, a, a good prenup, so what wording would you put into the prenup to make sure that this doesn't happen? They would write, Ayukosvin, Al Menashe Ezon as Bite Chameshanim, that's the catch phrase Sha'at Imi. If you put in the words, Kalzman Sha'at Imi, so when you divorce her, then what's the din? Gone! No more! This way you wouldn't have this problem. You don't feel on the hook over here, because, uh, right, so therefore that's, that's the din. Alright. Because that was part of the prenup she said, I'm not marrying you unless you take care of my stepdaughter. So the assumption is that that's a binding step to take care of the stepdaughter. Alright. Zagdimaravaiter. Alright. Itmar, it was stated, we have a machlokus amoroyim. Let's say, ha'omer chayav ani loch mono. Is that a Reuven says to Shimon, I owe you a hundred dollars. Right? So Rashi learns it means that I owe you on a pre-existing loan. I owe you a hundred dollars. So Rabbi Yochanan Amar Chayev, Rabbi Yochanan said that verbal statement alone, without any Kenyan, that statement alone is enough to mechayev him the hundred dollars. Reish Lakish Amar Potter. Reish Lakish says, no, that's not enough. You need a Kenyan. That's not enough to, uh, that's not a formalized uh, statement of acceptance of liability. Someone says, hey, Chidami, what's the case? Because the Chora in Maseches Sanhedrin, it says, but Feirish, if a person says, Chayav Anilach Mano, 
and and Atem Edai, and he says, and you are the witnesses, by saying you are the witnesses, it becomes binding. So what are we talking about here? Did the person say Atem Edai? He didn't say Atem Edai. So either Amr Luhu Atem Edai, if he actually said and Atem Edai, he designated the two witnesses. So in my time, Rishlokish the Kapata, why would Rishlokish say in this case, you are exempt? And either Amr Luhu Atem Edai, and if he did not say, you are the witnesses. He just said that I'm chayv a hundred dollars. So then lechora, my time with Rabbi Yochanan, the mechayev. Then how could Rabbi Yochanan say that you are chayev? So Rosh Tzitzis brings down two svaras why the person would be potter. One person, one svara Tzitzis says is because meshatani boch. I was joking. I was kidding. Yeah, yeah I'm chayev. That, that, that's not a real acceptance of chayev. It's called meshatani boch. I'm joking around. The other svara tells us an interesting svara is that people like to go around understating their wealth. That a person is ainu rotz adam lahasbia is atzmo lotion of sova. Person doesn't go around looking like he has a lot of money. Keeps away the mishalachim. You know, there's another. So the point is that that and and they say that both are needed. Because in the case, in one case, it's talking about where somebody's actually there asking you for the money. So the guy's asking for the money, and you said, "Yeah, I'm chayev." There, you need this far. I was just joking. In the case where the guy's not asking for the money, he's not around. He just said, "I'm chayev." There, you need this far that a person is. It's general for a person to understate his wealth. But either way, the chora, unless you say atem edai. Atem Edah makes it formal, makes it shows I'm not joking around. I'm not just saying to understate my wealth. When I said, and you are the witnesses that I'm obligating myself, that, I'm, that there's an admission over here, the horror, then how, if that's the case, then how could uh, uh, Reish Lakish in this case say that you would be potter? Sigmar says, is that the case is, that the way Rashi, we're going to learn this whole Sigmar Rashi, is that the person said it in writing. He said it in writing. Now Rashi right away points out is that usually Ksav Yodo, the handwriting of a person for an IOU is valid. But Rashi says he has to sign his name. The case over here was that he never signed his name. It wasn't Tisan. Here's I'm Chayev in writing. So therefore, that's not considered to be a valid as an IOU. But what it could be, it's considered to be enough that it formalizes, it's like saying Atem Eidai. By saying I'm doing it, I'm putting in writing, it's like saying I, Atem Eidai. So that's the Machlokus. Rabbi Yochanan, Chayev. Rabbi Yochanan says, the guy already put in writing, I am Chayev, didn't put names. I am Chayev, a hundred dollars. So then, Alima Mills, the Deshtar, command Amalu Atem Eidai. It has the strength, putting it in writing, not because the koach of the star, but the putting it in writing gives it strength as if he would have formalized it by saying, and you are the witnesses. And that creates the, the admission of Chiyuv. And uh, 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 Adami. It's considered like Atem Eidai. What's that? No signatures. Reish Lakish Amar Potter. Reish Lakish says, no, you're Potter. Because it doesn't give it any more strength. The fact he never said Atem Eidai, the fact you put in writing, all you put in writing is I'm Chayv $100. The same thing as saying I'm Chayv $100. And therefore that's not enough. In order for the Ksav Yodah to be Chayv, you have to put your signature. You have to put the names. No names. So anyway, that's the Machlokas. Satnan. The Gemara wants to know, let's bring a ride from our Mishnah. Our Mishnah, we had also, it seemed to be that someone verbally committed himself, and it is binding. Somebody made the statement that I'm obligating myself to pay my step, to get, to, to take care of my stepdaughter for five years. So therefore, it's, it's The Gemara assumes that what's the Kiddush of that? If it was a full-fledged written document, I owe 
you. So obviously that's Pashat. So what must the case be doing? The case must be that it was verbal. And he just wrote, Achayavani. Right? That's the, the Gemara says that you see that if that's the case, then it's a raya for Rabbi Yochanan. That that is considered enough binding. So my love, Yad Gavin, is not talking about the case that we just said, and it supports Rabbi Yochanan. Says the Gemara, like, no, no, no comparison. This is talking about a whole different discussion over here. The Mishnah is referring to what's called Shtarib Sikta. Shtarib Sikta means really documents of allotment. That Rashi explains is that before a chasana, the, 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 the wife's side of the family and the husband's side of the family, they get together and they obligate themselves as to what, this one, I'm going to take care of this, and one says, I'm going to take care of that, and they, they make a conditions as to what they're going to give if this marriage goes through. And the Chiddush is, as we're going to learn, the Chiddush is, that these things, the commitments they make, are binding as if they formalized and they wrote it. Because the one is going to say later on, the reason is because the pleasure that they get is that the chassid and kala are getting married. It's like kesef. It's like they got money for it. It's considered to be that there is, and in legal terms, what's it called? Uh, you need to have consideration, right? That's the consideration that you're getting the money for it. So therefore, the point is that therefore this was considered one of those prenup statements. That's the case over here. But a regular case where a guy, it's not a hein it's not a psikta, it's not a star psikta. A regular case where a guy says, even according to his logic, even if he wrote down in paper, it would have no binding. It would not be binding. You cannot compare it to what's going on how much are you willing to give for your son? And then they got up and they got married. It's binding. Both the statements on both parties are considered binding statements, even though there was no formalized kinman Kenyan. Those prenups are things that the the, the, the the declaration alone creates the the, the Kenyan without any formalized Kenyan. And that's what's talking about the case of the five years, but you can't bring it a raya, where, because the machlugs are not talking about Sarab Sikh, there's so much Stam in the Velta raya, and a guy says, that, that you can't bring a raya from it. So Toshima, we want to bring a different raya. That let's say a, 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 a person made an admission to the Kayan, I owe you five Sloyim. Now five Sloyim is a very specific number. What's the five slime number? That's usually the number that's given for Pidyan Aben. So basically you're saying, I owe you the five slime for Pidyan Aben. He is obligated to pay him the five slime. But we'll see in a moment why. But the child that does not, even though he's going to have to pay the money, but the child will not receive a Pidyan for that. He needs to have a... Uh, he, uh, he, he needs to, uh, he, he's gonna have to give another five slime, or the coin, if he's a nice guy, will give him back the five slime of Matana, and let him give it to him again. But nevertheless, it doesn't work. Now, says the Gemara like this. So, uh, uh the, what's the case? Right? So he says, Kosov Lakanch, and he chayv lach, chamesh loim, chayv it's a chamesh loim, ubnoyen apodish. So, but, but you see, it's chayv to given. So just, the one is assuming it's the same as the case. So it basically says, I owe it to you, and I put it in writing. It wasn't formalized with any, uh, a regular, uh, formal IOU, because then what's the chiddush over here? So when it says, Shani Asa and the Meshubad Lehmi Raisa, that the difference over here is the din, the, the din of, of Pidyan Aben is a chiyuv that the Torah created. 
since the Torah created the Chi of Apedian Aben by saying and then following up with writing it, it's, you're, you're attaching yourself to the Shibu that the Torah created. Once you're attaching yourself to the Shibu the Torah created, that's what makes it binding. But Stamas Zayin, the Velterine, to say, Chayav and Ilach, with no pre-existing Shibu Deiraisa, who says that that would work? So when says, one second, if actually you're attaching yourself to the Chiyuv, the Shiva Deiraisa, that, which means that you're, there's an acknowledgement of the Chiyuv that the person has to give a coin, so it's part of that Chiyuv Deiraisa, so then, Yahachiyamai Kosov. So what do you need to guide? Why do you have to put in writing? I mean, why do you have to write it? Moses says, no, it's only Kedei Levire La Kohen. The purpose of putting in writing is to determine, because you could give it to any Kohen. It's to determine which Kohen you were Meshavit yourself to. So Yahachi, okay, fine. So well, I understand this. A guy formalized in writing that this is the Kohen, I'm giving it to, he's Meshavit to give it, he has to pay it. So why is Noin a Kapodri? So therefore, Yahachi, B'no Amai, ain't a Kapodri. Why would the son not be Kapodri when he gives the money? Sigmar says like this, I'll tell you why, we're going to explain later on. Technically, you're right. Technically, that, docu- that uh, document that, that is connected to his admission, which is connected to Shiba Dei Raisa, is binding, and he, when he gives the five sloyim based on that, Minat Torah, what should happen? The bad part, not just the document itself, is nothing. But giving over the five sloyim that is, uh, that is buttressed, is, uh, that is supported by the, 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 the it should be not Potri. Except the problem is like this. There is a din that you cannot be... You, that, that We know that notes have money. A note has value. So let's say I'm holding a note that says that I can purchase a note. That Reuven owes Shimon $1,000. I can purchase that note. right? And, and therefore, like, you have the banks are flipping notes all the time. right? Uh, so I, uh, that's worth money. But you cannot do Pidyon Aben with a note. There is a custom. A third-party note... You cannot do Pidyon Aben with. So therefore, if I have a document that says that Ruben owes Shimon $1,000, I cannot give that note to the Kohen, even though that might be worth $1,000, I cannot give it to the Kohen as payment for the Pidyon Aben. So the problem over here is, if that people see that I gave over a document that says I'm Chayef to the Kohen, a Shibut of, of five Sloyim, then they might think that they don't make a difference between a third-party note and the note that I'm giving the Kohen. They'll say, if that note worked for the Pidyan Aben, so then a third-party note should also work. And they Chachamim made a Takana that any time you have a note involved, the child is not Podoy, you got to go and do it again. So Rehford says it more like this, Kedeula, Da'amar Ula, really Dvar Torah, Minah Torah, that should be Podoy Kashayitain. That this, when you said Chavani Loch, and I wrote it down, and when I give the five slime, Minah Torah should work. My timer, I'm Rubino Enapodus. What's the reason I said Enapodus? Gzeira, it's only Gzeira, Sheme Yomru, Poyd Mishtaros, that people might think that you can use third party notes to do it based on that. There's only a Takana that they did it. But anyway, again, the point over here is that you don't have a raya where there's no back, where there's a back, if there's a backup of a Shibu Darais, there's no raya. Machlogs of Yochanan Shlokish was not discussing that situation. Is that why we use actual coins nowadays instead of. That's actually a big shyla in the, in 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 discussion. Of the postkim is the is is the notes that we have considered like shtaros. It's actually a discussion, but we use it says you have to use five sloim kesef. We actually have to uh, use a silver silver. That's the uh, the, the uh, now. In the Gemara in Kedushin we'll see. He talks about giving shavu kesef as well. Amar Rava Kitanoi. He says that this machlokas, Rabbi Yochanan Shlokish, again, let's go down to the, the fundamental part of the machlokas. The fundamental is that if, can a person, according to Rashi, admit 
to a previous chiyuv, according to Ben Atam, create a chiyuv with just a declaration, even if that declaration is supported by a document that states the same thing, but it's not actually a formalized document with Adim and whatever it is. Is that enough to create the chiyuv? So he says, Ketano, it's really Machlokas Tanoim. Now, what's the Machlokas Tanoim discussing? Normally, under normal circumstances, there is uh, very often, if, I, if Reuben comes to Shimon and says, can I borrow $10,000 from you, Shimon? And Shimon looks around and says, you know, Reuben doesn't have that many assets to pay back. So then Reuben will say, Shimon will say to Reuben, if you can get Levi to sign off, to co-sign in the star as a co-signer, that if you are in default, I can go to him, I'm willing to do it. Now, where does Levy usually sign? Levy will sign in the actual document before the witnesses sign, right? So that's what the normal way, and after the co-signer signs, then the witness signs, it makes a formalized document, it's an IOU, and Levy becomes on the hook. What happens if we find a star, an IOU, that says that uh, uh, Reuven lent Shimon $10,000, or Shimon lent Reuven $10,000, the witness has signed on it, and then the Arave writes in the, at the end, it says, I, owe, uh, I, 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 I will be the Arave. Okay? So now they go to the Arave and they say to you, well, did you, did you write that, or did you agree that someone should write that for you? He says, yes, I did. So he says, okay, well, then you're going to have to pay if there's a default. He says, no, no, but I just did it so, so that, that Shimon should feel better. I didn't because, and, and, and on the one hand, there's a point. It was done after the Adim had signed. Or do we say that, no, the fact that you put, that you, you're agreeing, you're admitting to saying that I will be the Arab and it was written in the document after the Shtaros, that supports the Chiyav. You can't work, you can't say anymore, I was just kidding, or I didn't really mean it. You can't do it. And there's going to be a Machlokas Tanoim on this. So this Machlokas Tanoim, we're going to see in a moment, would seem to be the same Machlokas of Yochanish Lokish. You have an acceptance of liability with a non-formalized writing. It wasn't really part of a formalized document because you wrote it after the Shtaros are you chayv with an ariv or not that would be seen to machlokas Rabbi Yochan and Eshlokish that's what I wants to compare let's see it inside so I'm a rabbi ketanoi it's machlokas tanoi because it's ariv ayotza achar chitum Shtaros an ariv whose name comes after the signatures in the IOU govim and achasim nechorin the halacha is is that if in fact the star is in default and the creditor cannot get it from the debtor. He can go after the Arev, but he cannot take it from the Arev's Nechashim Shabadim. Because since it was only a verbal declaration with a writing which is not part of a formula star, a debt or a liability that's not part of an actual star, you can only connect from, collect from the Chasim B'nei Chorin, you cannot collect from the So really what I'm collecting on is the fact that you said, yes, I agree to be the Arev, I cannot use on the fact that it's written in the document, because it's written after the Chasim, but it's enough to help at least to collect from the Chasim B'nei Chorin. Everyone on me? Right. So now... So therefore he says, it's valid, but the only and this talk happened in the locale of Rabbi Yishmol, for this is not valid at all. This is not a valid acceptance of liability, and therefore not only can't you can't collect from the Shabbatim, you cannot even collect from the Nechazim Bnei Chorin of the Arev. 
So Amar Lo, Lama. So Rabbi Shmuel said, Why? What bananas? Why are you saying that? Why can't you collect from at least from Nechorin? So Amar Lo, Haresha Yachonek as Chaveira Bashuk. He's not giving an example. Let's say Levi's walking in the marketplace and he sees Shimon is strangling Reuven. So he goes over to him, he says, hey, hey, what's going on here, guys? So Shimon says, he owes me $10,000, and he has been in six months, he hasn't paid me, and therefore, you know what, I'm just, that's it, I've had enough. So Levi says, you know, let him go, I'll take care of it. Let him go, I'll take care of it, right? So the Allah, what's the Allah? Leave him alone. And I will pay. Okay, three weeks go by, there's a knock at the door, and Shimon now comes to Levi and says, okay, pay up. You know what, I, I just wanted you to leave the guy alone. I didn't want, I didn't want, uh, you know. So what's the halacha? His potter. Why? He says, because like this. Is because an Arev's, Chiyuv of an Arev, says Rabbi uh, Benanas, is when you give the money because of me. When I put my name to the transaction and because of me you give the money, then I become liable. But in this case, when you lent the money to, uh, to, to Shimon, or when you, well, you, Shimon lent the money to Ruvain, it wasn't because of Levi, right? It just, you lent the money. I came later on, I said, leave him alone. So that doesn't obligate me, mechaiv me. So Zez Benanas, that's the same way. Over here, you wrote your name after the Adam had signed. By writing the name after the Adam had signed, that does not create liability for the Arev because the money wasn't lent based on the Arev putting his name on the document. Everyone here, well, yeah, the, the, the. So that's what, so therefore, says Benanas says, there's no liability here. So therefore, Shalom and Emunosoy Hilva, based on his trust and his faith, he did not lend based on, Shimon not lend the money based on Levi. Okay. So let's step back for a moment. So you have over here this machlokas. Rabbi Yishmael on one hand says the fact that I'm verbally admitting, yes, it was me who wrote or gave instruction to write, I will be the Arev, and it's backed up by the fact that I agreed to put it in writing. So that of me as an Arev. Benana says, no, that's not enough to mechaib you as an Arev. Says the Gemara, so Lema, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says that when I say I'm chayev to you, you a mono, and I put it in writing, it's binding, even though it's not a legal IOU, just putting it in writing, formalized, like saying Atem Eidai, that goes like Rabbi Yishmael, that an Arev mechaib himself by having it in writing. And Reish Lakish, Amar, and Benanas. And Reish Lakish, all like Benanas, it's not enough. It's not enough to create the liability. So therefore, says it more like this. Again, I leave it to Benanas, in the sheet of Benanas, there cannot be a machlokas. Benanas who says that putting it in writing doesn't work, that, uh, that, that, for, that for sure can only go like uh, then, and, and here we're talking about, we're going to see, we're going to point out, we're talking about being an Arev is a Shibu Daraisa, by the way. Where in the Torah do we learn the concept of Arev? Anybody know? Yehuda. Ani Arveno. He said, I will take, I will, Anochi Arveno, you'll take it from me. Yes. Right? By, by Yosef, I'll be the Arev. We learn that, we learn the Arev Arvus from. So it's a Chiv Daraisa. So even where there's a pre-existing Shibu Daraisa, and if you say, I, I accept and I put in writing, it doesn't work. So Kol Shekain, in the case of Yochanan Shlokish, that it wouldn't work. So for sure, that, 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 that Yochanan cannot hold like Benanas. The only one that can hold like Benanas is Reish Lokish. So in Benanas, there's no Machlokas as to what 
Benanas would hold like. Benanas clearly only would align, or Eishlakis would only align like Benanas. Rabbi Yochanan cannot align with Benanas. What about in the sheet of Rabbi Yishmol? Keep ligi alibad Rabbi Yishmol. In the sheet of Rabbi Yishmol, that's where we're going to have the machlok. Now Rabbi Yochanan, who says that a verbal declaration with putting in writing, even if it's not a formalized writing, is enough to create a chiyuv by a regular admission to a loan, so therefore that aligns with what Rabbi Yishmol is saying in the case of Arev, that goes together. Now, but what about Reish Lakish? We want to say Reish Lakish disagrees with it. Incorrect. Reish Lakish would say, Adkan lokam Rabbi Shmuel Hossam Ela deshayech leili shibude deraisa. Similar like we had by the Pidyan Aben. That Arvus, the concept that I can accept on myself being an Arav works minat Torah even with a verbal declaration by, by Yehuda. Anochi Arveno. So being Meshavad yourself and a Shiba Raisa, that's valid enough, that could work. So therefore, says Rish Lakish, that's where I would hold, like, that, like, I would agree with Rabbi Yishmol, because he's talking about Arvus. Arvus is a Shiba Raisa, but a regular, uh, when a person out of the blue says, I'm Chayv, it's not a case of Arav, it's not a case of a Shiba, a pre-existing Shiba Raisa, that's where I disagree. So therefore, Rish Lakish says, I too can hold like Rabbi Shmol. So Rish Lakish can hold like Bananas, and it can hold like Rabbi Shmol. Rabbi Yoh, can only hold like Rabbi Shmuel. He cannot hold like Ben Nanas. So he says, "Rabbi Rabbi Shmuel There, your buttress, you backed up by a Shibu Deraisa. And therefore, a verbal declaration, even if it's by a document, but it's not a formalized document, is not sufficient. Gufa. This itself we had mentioned earlier. Amar Rav Gidel Amar Rav. We said on the Amar Aleph that Rav Gidel Amar said, "Kama atan oisin lebincha kach v'kach, kama atan oisin lebincha kach v'kach." Amda v'kitchu kano heinay nadvarim anikna aniknin be amira. That there is a concept of certain prenups that were agreed to, certain agreements financial from both sides. That even without a formalized kinyan, they're considered binding when the marriage goes through. So Amar Rav. Mistavra Nara. So Rav, I wanted to say is, listen, the bottom line is there has to be consideration in order for, even in today's law, in order for a Kenyan to go through, in order for me to give you something, I have to get something in return. So therefore, it makes sense that when we're discussing over here the, 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 the family, the father of the girl, it must be talking about at least she's a Nara. Because if she's a Nara and he's committing to make certain financial obligation, but he's also receiving, what is he receiving? The cast of Kedushin, the uh, father Nara. So therefore, it makes sense by a Nara. But, if it would be a Bogeres, he receives nothing in return. If he receives nothing in return, so then why is he liable to the commitment if there was no consideration, if he didn't get anything back? So therefore, Nochamol. So, Amarava, Mistavra, Milza, Durav, Bevita, Naro, Dekamati, Hanoliade. He gets some benefit, some pleasure comes to him. He gets the Kesav Kedushin. Abu Bogeres, Lemati, Hanoliade. Loi! It would not be a valid uh, transaction because there was no Kenyan. Says the Gemara like this: Ha'elokim. He said, "I'm a Rav, but but by God's name, Rav said it. Ifilubogeres. It's incorrect. It's not just a Nara. It's even talking about when there's no case of kedushin going to the father, even by a Bogeres. And the proof is I'll prove it to you because it said both parts. If both commitments, whether it's the uh, the, the father of the bride that's making commitments, or if it's the father of the chassan. Now the father of the chassan for sure doesn't have any benefit." In 
in terms of the Kesef Kedushin. So obviously what the consideration that creates this to be a valid transaction is nothing to do with the Kesef Kedushin. Alright? So therefore, what Taka formalized the Kenyan? Why is it that is if in fact there is no Kesef uh, uh, going either way? Because he also is making responsibilities. I will pay for the apartment. I'll pay. So where's he? What's he getting? What's he getting? He don't get get nothing. So the is that a chas is going on. The father comes and thank God I'm out of shidduchim. I don't have to worry about marrying off my daughter. And the son is happy that I'm getting such a chas. The father. So the hanor that the marriage is going through that is considered bankable. That is considered to be tangible value in for the transaction to work even if there is no Kenyan Sudder or any other physical type of Kenyan going through. So therefore, there's a there is a mindset, an agreement that they are making this transaction. So, Amalei Ravina Ravashi there's like many different ways that we're showing him to understand what the question is. We'll go with Rashi. Rashi uh, uh, says the question was like this. Since it was a verbal commitment, it was done verbally, right? We're not talking about with a formalized, a formalized Kenyan star. So the halacha usually is as follows. If something is documented and it's a transaction that is put into writing, it can create a shibud even on bnei, on meshubodim. Means if I have a documented IOU, so then if one of the parties default, the other party has a right to collect not only from the chorin, unencumbered properties, but he can even get payment from encumbered properties from the lekuchos. If it's a verbal, I owe you a hundred dollars, and we do it with Adim, so I do owe you a hundred dollars, and but then I can only collect from Bnei Chorin, I cannot collect Meshubadim. The Dechachamim to protect the Lukuchos said it has to be documented legally, formally, in order to be able to collect from Meshubadim. Our question is as follows. When you have this star, this, this agreement that we have, these prenups that are going on, and we said you don't need any formalized Kenyan, if they did not together to put it into a document and make it bound by a legalized document, do we anyway have a right to document it? And says Rashi, and the difference will be that if we have a right to legally document it without even going back and asking them, we can do That creates a whole different level of ischaivas because now it's not just something that can take from, uh, from Bnei Chorin, they would even collect from each other now through collecting even from Mishabadim. That's the question Rashi understands. Are they signing this? They're signing this document? They, we don't have to necessarily, I mean, they, the animal sign that we saw that this went through and, what's that? From this, from the time of the Kenyan. Samara says like this. That's the question according to Rashi. Samara says as follows. So that, that, that's the question. So, uh, can these, uh, can they be documented based on that transaction? No. Even without asking. Now the question is like this. I mean, I mean obviously both sides said, let's put it in writing, let's formalize, it wouldn't be a Shiloh. So Amalei, lo nitnulikosa. No. Unless you they legally and formally put it in writing themselves, you cannot put it into writing. <coughs> so Ace they're going to ask a question. 
we said that if somebody is a pikeach, a pitchin, a yukosvin, a menasche, ezoin, ez bitcho, chameshonim, so then, uh, kozman, sha'at imi, so lechoro, we said that the pikchin, those who are smart, would put in writing the declaration. What would they add into the writing? They would add into the writing, kozman, sha'at imi. Those who weren't so smart didn't put in the words, kozman, sha'at imi. Now, we said before that that's talking about, a, this was talking about the shtarep sikta. This we're dealing with the, the, the agreement that was made before the marriage. And the Mishnah said that she has a right to collect from Meshubadim. We said she can act not only from Nechor, and she can even collect from Meshubadim. Now, why does she have a right to collect from Meshubadim if it's one of those things that were done as a prenup, which are Heinein Varam Aniknin Ba'amira? Before the marriage. That's, what, that's when these things happen before the marriage. These discussions all happen before the marriage. We said there's a part of those discussions that they threw in, and I'll take care of your, do- your, your, your daughter. So the Chorah, if it's true, and you can collect from Meshubadim, so we have a Raya over here. Is that it? Nickname? It's it, it, you. You can put it into writing. No, so that question was for after the fact. It was not for before the what do you mean marriage. Fact? It was like for all these things are for after the marriage. The, the thing that to to put into writing. I thought the question was for after the fact. After our question was that when they have this agreement. Can this agreement is can when we put it into writing? We not just put it in writing. Does it have the same capacity when you put it in writing? It has a, it formally is considered like a legal document to collect from the shabbatim. That's the not question. After the, the no, transaction, it, after the marriage. Either way, I mean, no, not, I mean, the marriage is what seals the deal. But the point is, once that deal seal is the deal is sealed, does whatever they write and agree to in writing, does it have a formalized din of a star that you can collect from the shabbatim? Clearly. It's put into writing because it says a kosev. It says kosev, and it says that he can even collect from the shabbatim. So Mara says like this. So we'll see. The Mara is going to right now. The point the Mara is asking because it says kosvin. Kosvin means that you can write it. Kosvin. Uh, so Mara says like this. The first question is really on, on. Let's leave the mishabadim for a second. But the first question comes from the fact that it says a pikkin. Are you kosvin? imi. So that so you see that you put it in writing. So Mara says no. My kosvin is omrin. Kosvin is just sometimes used as a way of saying declaration. It doesn't mean actually uh, uh, writing. So, is that true? Where do you see that when the Torah and the Mishnah would write the word Aksiva, but it doesn't actually mean Ksiva, it just means a declaration that could even mean an Amira, because that's what you're saying. Whereas in, I do see this, because Atnan, we learn, if somebody writes for his wife, he makes a condition, that the Nechassim that you're bringing into the marriage, I won't, I won't use. I, re- I remove myself from those Nechassim. So that's what it says in the Mishnah. And the Tani Rav Chiyah, Rav Chiyah says it doesn't have to necessarily be in writing. Kosev doesn't mean it has to be in writing because Ha'omer, it could be Ha'omer Le'ishto, it could be a declaration. So you see that the word Kosev is sometimes used loosely. It could just mean a declaration. It doesn't have to be actual writing. So says the Gemara like this. So says the Gemara, Toshima, what's that? No Raya. So says, I'll, I'll bring you a Raya. It says, It says you cannot write documents of Erosin and documents of Esnuin unless they both agree. Now the Gemara understands right now is the documents of Nesuin is Ksuva. And the documents of Erosin are these Shtare Psikta, are these agreements that were made by Amira. And still, what do you see? That they're indocumented. So you see it is Nitan Leksiva. 
So, so Hamidash them, but you see, they both agree. Kosvin, you can put it in writing, even though it wasn't done formally as a formal agreement. Later on, you can put it in writing, and it has a din to be put into writing. You can go put it in writing. So one says, no, no, no. One second. So therefore, says the Gemara, are we not talking about these Shtarepsik that we're discussing? We're talking about not necessarily Shtarepsik. We're talking about over here that it's, 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 it's marriage contracts. It's talking about they both have to agree. If you're going to make Kaddish with Shtar, they both have to agree that you're going to write this Kedusha Shtar. That's what it's referring to. Shtar Eresin Mamish, not talking about the prenups. You wrote it with her intent. You put Rachel Basleya, and it was Rachel with you. It was the right Rachel Basleya. But she never knew at the time that you're doing it. So uh, it's okay. Rabbi Rabbi Amri That Rabbi Rabbi said it's okay. But Rabbi Rabbi Amri and But anyway, you see that understand that the Shtar Erisin we're talking about over here is not the Shtar the Shtar Psikta. It's not talking. It's talking about Shtar Erisin. All right, now the Gemara brings the Rai that I mentioned before. Toshema, Mesu, if the husbands die, so it says, B'nosayim, their own daughters, are only Nizanas, Menachas, and Chorin, can only collect from, like the Tanaik Suva, Mizanas and Tanaik Suva, only allows them to take from Menei Chorin, not from Meshubadim. Vehi, but the stepdaughter, is Nizanas, Menachas, and Meshubadim. Vipnei Shikabalas Chov. Because like a balas chov. Now, why? Even a balas chov, the only right reason you can take from a shabodim is because it's documented. So you see that these prenups are nitain likosev, because they would not be nitain likosev, then you would not be allowed to collect from a shabodim. So you have to say it's no raya because maybe the prenup that was done here was done with a formalized Kenyan that is Nitan Mikosev. It wasn't just a dvarim anytime. It was done legally, formally, like an actual Balchov where they put it into writing was with a full Kenyan. That's what was done here. So Yada. There was a Kenyan that actually was done that can be documented. So says the Gemara, Iachi Nami. So then why, if you tell me that's what happened for the stepdaughter, then why aren't you saying that that's what happened with the daughters? Well, you know, we want to figure out why you're creating a different scenario for what happened with the stepdaughters than what's happened with the daughters. Someone says like this. Someone says, no, there's no, because we're talking about the Kenyan only happened for the stepdaughter. It didn't happen for the real daughters. What is it, my Pascha? My Pascha means, why is that black and white? I mean, if you're going to give me a case, why does it make sense that the norm is that there would be a Kenyan for the stepdaughter, but there would not be a Kenyan for the daughters? Sigmar says, like, I'll tell you why. Because when he gets married, right, we're assuming this is getting married, the stepdaughter is already here. So to make a Kenyan on behalf of someone's here, you can do. His own daughters... So they're not here yet. So therefore, you can't make a Kenyan for his own daughters who are not here, but you could make the Kenyan for the stepdaughters that are here. So, Ihi, the Havavishah's Kenyan, the stepdaughter that's here who's coming from an earlier marriage, so therefore, Mahanila Kenyan, the Kenyan you make helps for her. But Banos, Banos his own daughters, Tulavavishah's Kenyan, they're not around Vishah's Kenyan, they haven't been born yet. They're going to be born after this marriage. So therefore, Lo Mahanila Kenyan, the Kenyan doesn't work. Where says, that's not a good terrorist. Because Mila's Kenyan, why can't we be talking about to have the Shah's Kenyan? That they were here at the time of Kenyan. And maybe they're daughters that he has for himself. They're coming from a previous marriage. That wouldn't be not out of outrageous. Just as the wife is marrying as a daughter from a previous marriage, he could have his own daughters from a previous marriage. 
Vehechidami, for example, is going to Garsha, Vahadra. He maybe even this woman, he divorced this woman and took back this woman. So basically he's marrying now. This woman had a child from an earlier marriage. Then he married this woman, had children with her divorce, and now he's marrying her again. So the Chora, he has children already from her. So there's Barnos and there's a stepdaughter, and they're both here. So why would you talk only about a Kenyan for the stepdaughter, not talk about a Kenyan for his own daughters. You can't make a kinu with someone who's not around. Yes. So why is it like this? Uh, so why is it like this? Ella ihi delaysa that she that she's not the stepdaughter who there's no tnaik suva for. Remember, his own daughters you don't need kinyan. His own daughters work through a tnaik suva. The stepdaughter can only work because there's a kinyan. So why is it like this? So therefore, Mar wants to say is that she delays of a night based in. The, 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 his, the stepdaughter that, that does not have the conditions of the based in, the Tanaik Suva, so Mahani Kenyan. That's why the Kenyan works for her, and it makes it a formalized Kenyan that is documented and she can elect him Bonos, his own daughters, the Isnuhu Batnai based, and they're getting collected from through the that fact there's a pre-existing obligation of Tanai based in, so therefore Loma Hani Kenyan, the Kenyan doesn't work for them. So when it says that makes no sense. Because there's a Tanai based in makes it worse. How could it be worse that the Kenyan won't work for them because there's a pre-existing Tanai based in? Migra Garoi, are they worse? Why they be more Garua? Why should they be worse? Because they have the backing of a based in are saying that there's an obligation. El said a different reason. The reason is like this. Is since there's an existing Knai based in, we're afraid that the husband might have siphoned or funds, might have given funds already to put aside for the daughters. And that's why to protect the Lakuchos, to collect the Meshabodim, even if there would have been a Kenyan, we still would not allow for that to take from the uh, Meshubadim. But the stepdaughter, what are the chances that he put aside money to take? There aren't any, so therefore there you have a Kenyan, you can formalize it, you can collect from the Shabbat. And that's what it says. Manaisav, Haina Taima, Kigoin de Isnabitnai. The Kevin de Isnabitnai, because there's this pre-existing responsibility that he has for his own daughters, of Nai based in Amar, we're concerned, we say that maybe Tzrari at Vesinahu, he put aside, he seized uh, funds put aside for them uh, before he died, and he gave it to them, and that's why, since that possibility might be there to protect the Lukuchos, we only allow them to collect, collect from Bnei Chorin. His stepdaughter, there's no chance that he did that for, therefore they can collect from Meshubadim. Gentlemen, we'll stop over here.